What's going on, everyone? I just wanted to take a moment to share that this is the final episode of the first season of the Unstoppable Podcast. Thank you so much to everyone who has listened and supported. It's truly been an honor for me to have had the opportunity to speak with so many unstoppable individuals and have a chance to listen and learn from them as they share their stories of wrestling through all sorts of challenges in their own lives. I'm excited to say that we've officially reached 12,000 downloads. It's amazing to see the growth of this podcast in its first season, because to me, that means that the message is spreading. And that message is and always be that no matter who you are, where you come from, or what challenge you're wrestling with, you can be unstoppable. After this episode, my team and I are going to take a short break so that we can work on the second season. So if you have any tips on who I should interview, feel free to reach out to me at theunstoppablepodcast at gmail.com or on Facebook and Instagram at theunstoppablepodcast. And be sure to follow for updates on when season two's episodes will be released, which I promise will be very soon. My guest today has an absolutely remarkable story. The kind of story that reminds you of the power of faith and that miracles are real. Dr. Charles Moley has wrestled through challenges his entire life. Abandoned by his parents at six years old, Moley had no choice but to beg from hut to hut in search of food in order to survive. He endured years of struggle until remarkably, that struggle turned into an amazing amount of success in business where he was able to create an empire that made him a multi-millionaire. But Moley's remarkable story doesn't end there. Because it was at that point, the point where as a successful and wealthy businessman, where the world would say that he made it, that Dr. Moley decided to give it all away. Selling all of his businesses in order to focus on rescuing the children who lived on the streets in the slums of Kenya. Before you listen to this episode, I highly recommend that you watch his movie, Moly, which you can find online in multiple places. I was able to watch it on Amazon Prime and YouTube. And if you like to read, definitely check out his book, Father to the Fatherless, The Charles Moly Story. This man is a hero and an inspiration. I was really tormented by these boys in the street. I saw faces of me. And I could not work anymore. I cried. Why is it that God wanted me to take me back again? I will never, ever work for money again. That's called total madness. That's what it is. Daz says that he needed to sell everything and start helping the poor in the society, the children who are abandoned, how do you let go of what you, you hold dearly? I'm so blessed and honored to have had the opportunity to have him on my podcast. Today, we're going to hear more of Dr. Charles Moley's story. We'll discuss the power of faith, and we'll learn more about the world's largest family, the Moley Children's family. I'm Anthony Robles, and welcome to the Unstoppable Podcast. What does unstoppable mean to you? Unstoppable is just a, is just a mindset and a way of life. I think it's just uh, not being, being afraid to fail. Relentless. I can accomplish anything 
I want to accomplish. When I set my priorities right, when I walk with God, and when, again, I, I live with that mindset, being the best that I can be at every moment. I think there's nothing more powerful on earth than the human will. Anthony Robles has shown us that impossible is nothing. Anthony Robles is a national champion. You're listening to The Unstoppable Podcast with Anthony Robles, brought to you by Safe Street. Please welcome today's special guest, Dr. Charles Mulley. Hey everyone, before we start this episode, I'd like to take a moment to recognize our sponsor. When it comes to protecting your family, be unstoppable. Don't cut corners with your smart home security. Call my friends at Safe Streets. They'll evaluate your unique security and automation needs, all while delivering a five-star customer experience. Get your free quote today. Call 844-980-SAFE. That's 844-980-7233. Okay, Dr. Molly, how are you today, sir? Well, I am doing very well. Thank you. And so happy to meet you again. Oh, I'm so happy to meet you as well. It, it's truly an honor. I watched your film on Amazon, uh, Molly. And sir, I mean, you truly are doing God's work. And, and it, so it's just such an honor to see someone and, and talk to someone who has changing, is changing the lives of, of so many human beings on this planet. And that's what it's all about. So, sir, thank you so much for taking your time to talk with me today. Yeah, thank you so much. It is my pleasure. And of course, when I was taught by John uh, Buddis and uh, Crane, uh, that you wanted to talk to me, and then I said, yes, that would be perfect. And uh, yes, and then I saw also your video and the way you do your professional resting. <laughs> I did not believe my own eyes. <laughs> the way, hey, you tackle them and uh, <laughs> you knock them down. And <laughs> I cannot, I cannot uh, you know, forget to keep on praising the Lord and for you and uh, very proud of you. Well, thank you so, so much. Well, thank you so much. It's an honor to hear that from you. And my mom always used to tell me growing up that God had a plan for me. Even though I was born with missing a leg, mom said, God has a plan for you. Just wait and see what that is. And I truly believe that wrestling was a, a small piece of that plan, but definitely a piece that was very important. And I mean, you are, are truly a living, breathing testament of God's plan, of, of what happens when you follow that plan. And I was just wondering, sir, can you just take me back to the beginning? I mean, what was life like growing up for you? <laughs> well, uh, of course, on my side, um, it was a very difficult time for 16 years and uh, until when I got to know the Lord as my personal Savior, and uh, more so being able to know that uh, He had a good plan for me. Mm. And because one of the things that I had was bitterness that was full in my heart and because of what my father and my mom what they did to me and uh, being rejected also by the community and uh, I felt so bad and uh, I hated myself and during that time when I was 16 years old uh, a young man who came across and saw me desperate and uh, you know so my face looked pale and uh, yeah I had no hope and uh, I just wanted to commit a suicide and to get out of this world with all this problem. And I thought that my um, only life was going to continue to be like that. 
But um, when the preacher spoke about the power of forgiveness and uh, that Jesus Christ came on earth with one reason, uh, forgiving us from the sin that we were all of us and none of us were perfect. We had fallen, um, uh, you know, in sin and therefore we needed Jesus to cleanse us through the his death, through his blood. And that preacher spoke so well and I felt I was one of them. I raised my hand and I said, Lord Jesus, uh, receive my, my heart and I was ready to, for, to, to forgive my own father. Because at the same time, I felt like, yes, my heart was full of, you know, hatred. I was full of uh, hopelessness. And so I remembered that um, I had to forgive my father, even though I never knew where he was and uh, my mom. And that was the beginning of having a blessing from the Lord. And I was open my eyes and uh, after one year, by that time I was 17 years old, I walked a long distance and only to search for a job. Of course, I never knew what kind of a job that I could do because I was not learned. I had not um, completed uh, school. And so, so the little education that I had was only my shield as I moved around, knocking doors everywhere, looking for a job looking for food, accommodation, but God opened that door for me to get a job. And so that really brought me closer to, to God. And I started also praying and I stood firm. And I said, I would never ever in my life take alcohol or any, any, any anything uh, that uh, would be closer to that. And uh, I said, I would not like to be my father. I would like to be a loving uh, person who would really embrace the whole world and then move on. And that exactly, God gave me that opportunity. Uh, I got a job and later on then I was able to buy a car and through that car, I, was, I started doing um, tax, uh, tax and being a driver of my own. And instead of driving and uh, having leisure time, I just wanted to make money and then be an entrepreneur. That was a gift from the Lord uh, that um, being an entrepreneur, that means that um, I knew $1 plus $1 is equal to two. Mm. And then two multiplied by two, it is equal to four. And then keep on that pace, I would really have enough to do something. And so I started the business and the business that brought me a um, few of vehicles and buses and that uh, made me to start having money and then went into oil and the gas business and then moved on to real estate and then I, I became um, wealth, a uh, man and among our society. And so God really saw that that was not enough. Be blessed to have a nice house, good house, and uh, uh, farm here and there, uh, properties, that was not enough. Mm. Then I decided to, uh, you know, uh, 1986, I traveled to Nairobi and uh, just to do some business and uh, I found street 
boys, all packing boys. And then they asked me for money. They came begging, pleading with me, please give us money. We want money from you. And then I told them, I'm sorry, I can't give you money because giving you money for me was to encourage them to buy marijuana, you know, honeycomb, do other things. So I said, no, I can't. I went to one of the office where I wanted to go, came back after 30 minutes, wanted to find that uh, my vehicle was not there. It was stolen by these uh, boys. And therefore mm. I was so, so uh, frustrated by myself that I never gave them money because what I would have given them was just very little. Mm -hmm. And so I felt, I felt duty to myself that reminded me about my time when I was young, reminded me my rejection from my family about all the problem. And therefore, I, God started talking to me. And I remember that I never gave them anything. And therefore, throughout, I saw women, I saw children in the street, I saw myself in their eyes. That really broke my heart. And then God started showing me you are the one to go and reach out to these children. You will be the father to the fatherless. I am your father and I provided everything and the, even the wisdom and whatever you do, it's only me, God, Jehovah God. And so then I refused for three years, 1980, from 86 to 1989, November 17th. I remember very well that um, I could not do any job in the in the work place of work, and uh, I called my one of my secretary. I said, "Well, I cannot. I feel I'm so so sick, and uh, I was in great fear. I was like shivering. And I feel like I want to go home, and I will talk to my wife uh, to take me to hospital." The distance was only five minutes, minutes to drive from my office. Mm. And therefore, I went down because I was in the second floor of my office. And then I took my car. And then I realized that I had driven 35 kilometers or equal to that five minutes instead of five minutes going to my house. And then I cried and I cried and I said, God, it was like a blind man now driving. And I didn't realize until when I stopped because I felt where I am, where am I? And uh, that's I, at time, almost four hours in the camp, struggling with God. And the, no, not me, God, not me. And therefore, um, after some times in the camp, I surrendered completely to him. I said, Lord, now, no way out. I am going to adhere to your rules, your um, instruction, and then your calling. I'm going to abide with you. Yeah. And therefore, I said yes. And then I got the greatest joy in my heart. And I, I was clapping my hand, and I was singing and driving all the way to my house. And then wow. that was the beginning. And so... That's how it came about, but it is a, a story that you can also get from the movie and from the book, Father to the Fatherless, 
which is written by somebody known as Paul Boge from Canada. Hey everyone, I hope you're enjoying this episode. Before we get back to it, I'd like to take a moment to recognize our sponsor. Staying safe is more important now than ever before, which is why Safe Streets is one of my favorite companies. Safe Streets is the only authorized provider of ADT monitoring in the country, making them industry experts in home security and automation. Right now, Safe Streets has a special offer for our audience. Get a free doorbell camera and $100 Visa gift card with new system activation and installation. To reserve your Safe Streets offer today, call 844-980-SAFE. That's 844-980-7233. Who visited me in the year, I think it was 2003, mm-hmm. 2003 in Dalani, and then he interviewed me and he was so excited to be the first person to write <laughs> my, my testimony. And that book has really helped so many people. People have got to know the Lord as their personal savior. When he says, you go, then you listen and listen carefully. When he says, go, you might wait one, two, three, four times, but listen carefully. Who is that calling? Who's that voice? And me, God helped me to understand his voice. It, if it were not him, I would have been dead by now. I know I would have not survived because if I refused like Jonah, and you know the story about Jonah. Yes, sir. If I would have refused, it would have been bad and worst than Jonah. So I obeyed there. that and I went straight to serve the Lord and uh, I started going and visiting these children. I told them the love of God and uh, there was so much enmity and the problem. People could not believe the church where I used to go and I was also a leader there. They could not believe my testimony. They said that I was doing more than harm to my own family my wife and my own children trying to run away from my responsibility. But I say, no, I've never decided to leave my family. I'm with them and wherever I will go, they'll be with me. The God of my trust will never leave me alone because he assured me, mm-hmm. whatever you do, in my name, I'll be with you and I'll supply you all the things, everything that you need in this world. And wow. up to this now, 32 years now, my, 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 my brother, 32 years, still following him and with my wife being together and then my children, like Dodo, who was with me and always just here. It's amazing, amazing what God can do. Yes, sir. Yeah. That's absolutely incredible, Dr. Molly. I mean, there's there's so many... So many lessons that that I, I take away from hearing your story, from what you just shared with me. And number one, it's it's about that faith in God. You know, it's all about just following God's plan, following what God says to you, and and forgiveness. And I, I think right. that's such a hard thing for people to to really grasp is forgiveness and to let go of those things that are in our past that that make us bitter, that the darkness. You know, in order to move forward, in order to heal, you you have to let yeah. that go, right? You can't hold that baggage. And and I, I love how. I mean, it's just incredible to hear your story from going from from nothing to this successful businessman, and all of a sudden you're you're just 
you're hearing God's voice telling you, no, I have a different plan for you now. I have a different plan for you now. And uh, I, I think a lot of people can relate to that as well as, you know, sometimes our plans don't match with God's plan, right? And mm-hmm. at, initially, we don't want to follow that. We want to ignore it and say, no, my, my plan is better. I want to do what, what I think is best. And and I mean, right. I mean, just to hear what you went through and the faith that you had. And, and yeah. of course, it was a, a battle in your mind, right? But in the end, you said, okay, God, I'm going to listen to your voice. I'm going to follow your plan. And his plan is always better than ours, right? Better than ours. <laughs> ours is temporary. But God's plan are uh, really um, permanent because he also said that uh, I have uh, plans for you, mm-hmm. plans not to destroy you, but plans to prosper you in all what you do. And therefore, he is faithful. And when I also remember um, in the book of uh, um, Proverbs, is it? Yeah, Proverbs? No, Isaiah. Isaiah chapter uh, 40, uh, verse 28, all the way to that one. It is a book that also I like to memorize. And this is, it talks like that, um, uh, don't you know the Lord God is the maker of heaven and earth? He will never get tired of or get even weary. But when you go a little bit, then he says, I, you, any man, any young man who is very strong for, you know, like a sportsman, like a sportswoman, mm-hmm. they will run and they will get weary. They will get tired, even when though they are very strong. But those who trust in the Lord shall be renewed their faith, their strength. They shall fly like eagles. They shall never faint because the Lord God will renew their strength. And with that in the Bible, uh, it also gave me the strength and the power to really to continue with what I do every day because it is really tiresome. It is not bread and the butter. It is not. It is, you know, you have to persevere every day. You have to put on, you have to pray, you have to really to be with with God. And some of the temptation, the work, especially the children who are drug addicted, those uh, former prostitutes and those girls, when I bring them to our place, it's so hard for them to change. But I, I believe always through prayer and loving them because loving them, it means so much. And through, you know, prayer and then love in us through faith in God, it will never, never take us back. We always move forward because we know whom we believe. Yeah, so I've learned quite a lot in this journey. That's two years, 92 years. Wow, so that's incredible. And I, I, the word that you said that really stuck out to me is love. You know, that love, you, we have to love others. And I, I believe the world would do well to remember that, right? It, it, it is all about love. That's what it really breaks down to. And I mean, I was just curious, sir, um, what are your thoughts on family? How would you define that word, family? Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, first, of, first and foremost, I define uh, family as one of the greatest ever instrument 
that God has given to the people in the world. Mm -hmm. Because from the family, then you find that uh, there is no, what we call restriction. restriction. Mm -hmm. Of course, there are rules, uh, regulation, and uh, adhering to uh, the rules that should be within a family also. But um, there is no limitation in love. There is no way that um, one within the family will be left behind. We all move together. And I like the family, being in a family, because there is no other place where you can find that complete love. And I cannot imagine even how your mom within a family and with all your, your brother and your sis sisters, uh, that kind of a love within a family. If you are at home somewhere in a family, a family is sovereign. It is um, supreme. It is a really dynamic kind of instrument that human being has been given by God to hang and to lean on a family. When you have a family, you feel like, ah, I have everything that I need. And if you have, then you share, you know, within a family. And therefore, I define family as something that cannot be compared with anything in this world. That's me, from me, the way I view it. This is not an orphanage. Some of us were orphans. But now we have a home. Some of us were abandoned. But now we belong. We are not waiting to be rescued. We are working to rescue others. This is my family. This is my home. This is where I eat. Where I study. Where I sing. Where I play. Where I learn to love and to be loved. I used to go to bed hungry. But now I'm proud to eat the food from our home. I'm thankful we are becoming self-sustaining. That our home employs many people from the village every day. Helping the local people. And allowing us to focus on our studies. I know that education is my best chance to become somebody. Because one day I will leave my home. And go back into the world. A person. A person of value. A person who knows how to work hard. A person who must be listened to. Because I have a message to share with the world. Change is possible. Restoration is possible. Rehabilitation is possible. With God all things are possible. Right here I have learned this is true. Welcome to my home. Welcome to my family. The biggest family in the world. Thank you. Sir, uh, thank you. I, I love that. And it's, it is it is that, that unconditional love, that, that, that support that you can lean on. And what I like to say, sir, is you know, in life, we all have to wrestle our own challenges, right? We all have to wrestle our own obstacles. And, and our family, our support, those are the voices in the crowd cheering us on while we are out there wrestling. You know, they're the ones that are giving us that encouragement. And so we all need that encouragement sometimes, don't we? Yeah. Oh, yes. Sure. Yeah. Of course, with that and then the prayers, support, and uh, we need that even not if it may be not in form of money, but um, of course, um, encouragement, you know, encouragement, prayers, and uh, uh, motivation also, you know, sure. there are those motivations. Come, come on, get on, keep mm -hmm. on. You know? That is so much greater than anything else. Yes, sir. Yes. Absolutely. That, that love, the encouragement, and just a simple act of kindness. I mean, I mean, so incredible what you've been able to do, what you've done to for the children giving back. And um, sometimes it's the little things that forever change someone's world, that forever they set them on a the path and they never forget that moment. And uh, it's just mm -hmm. that one act of kindness can change somebody's life. It's, it's amazing. Yes. In fact, I, let me tell you one of the things that uh, 
uh, give me a lot of joy, that joy and happiness, it's one thing. Seeing one child being transformed from the kind of life where they come from, hopelessness, extreme poverty, and then, um, you, you know, uh, that character, those kind of a character and attitudes which are acquired in the street, stealing and, uh, you know, drinking a lot and all these things. Seeing such a child being able to change and change for good, and again, by themselves, when they are growing, they make a decision to follow Jesus Christ. Yeah. Nobody is forcing them or beating them so that they accept uh, Christ, Christ who is so, uh, so loving. When I see that change, it gives me a lot, a lot of um, uh, happiness and I get so motivated and excited. And so, if you ask me, for example, what makes you move on? Um, what is that makes you move on? I will tell you, number one, it is Christ Jesus who is within me through prayer and that partnership and that ownership, not me, I own, he owns me, mm -hmm. he owns us, he owns everybody. When I also uh, share with the people in the community the food that they lack because most of them they cannot afford a meal per day, as well as when it is really dry, no rain, and then pray to God. Sometimes He brings the rain, mm. and all these problems, then I feel, wow, God is so faithful. So that motivates me to say, God, I want to. Uh, do more for you. I, I, I just want, I know you have so many people across the globe in the world, but uh, please give me more chance so that I may serve you. So that's how I've been motivated and honored to serve God. The children did not have food. If we don't step in, children are going to die. We had three children, four children, and the number kept on growing. Said, welcome, this is your family now. These are all your brothers and sisters. It all started with one man. One man with a plan. With a plan from God. He started with nothing. Just like me. He was abandoned by his parents. But he worked hard, very hard. He drove taxis. Then buses. Then he owned a whole fleet of buses. He became wealthy. But he could never get the street kids out of his mind. Or his heart. So one day, as he sat in his fancy car, he gave in to his God and to his calling. Helping those who could not help themselves. Charles Mooley, our daddy, sold everything. And gave everything he had to those of us who had nothing. When my parents died, he really accepted me into the family. He found me in the streets of Eldoret and brought me back to his home. That was back in 1994. The year was 1990. That was in... February 28, 1998. We began to build the family. Our family. My family. That today has become the biggest family in the world. And I'm proud. That, that, that's incredible, sir. And it's just having that faith in God's plan and trusting it and giving people hope. I mean, I, I think that, that's the thing, right? You're, you're giving people hope out there, hope to the hopeless. And I mean, what better, what, what, what more of a blessing can you ask for? You know, what, what, what better a job can you have is just to give people that, that hope and, 
and and being able to wrestle through another obstacle, you know, wrestle through another day. Well, sir, I, I wanted to ask you about the Moli Children's Foundation. Would you be able to tell me a little bit more about that, what your main purpose is? And uh, I mean, because just watching their film, it, it's absolutely incredible what you're doing with the Children's Foundation. Yeah, thank you. Um, we have uh, what uh, we call a vision and a mission uh, that we, we follow. And uh, one of the first one is about to follow Jesus, the vision to follow Jesus and um, being able to help or to support uh, the less fortunate in the society to know Jesus and as well as we support them on a material way. Mm-hmm. And our also mission is to keep on reaching out and be faithful to God every day and be able to be changers and transformers of the of the people who are around us and especially the children, the hopeless children, vulnerable children, and uh, opens as well. So those are our way of life at MCF. And now Muli Children Family started uh, 32 years ago, 32 years ago. And uh, by that time I was 40 years old. Mm. And that is when now I met uh, the Lord and then I decided to quit uh, from the businesses and then went into uh, the mission to uh, street children, mission to opens and the society. And where there is calamity, then the Lord leading me to go and uh, pray for them as well as also help them emergency food relief and uh, and so forth and therefore i knew that for sure the children needed school mm-hmm. uh, because unless even if you give food uh, you continue to preach to them that's so good clothings and uh, medicine those who are sick giving them uh, all this was good but one thing also education was really paramount it was very important and i felt like Wow, what do I do with them? There were many, but uh, we built a school, a kindergarten, a primary school, secondary school, college. Wow. And now almost one day to build a university, to expand to university, uh, where all the kids, those who qualify to go to university, they'll be able to join the Muli International University. But this moment we are up to college, college level. And therefore uh, that one went on. And then we, for the first time when we did one of the grade eight level, which is very competitive Mm -hmm. and it is done across our country, Kenya, one unified examination, grade eight, uh, we were able to score highly. We were number 11 across wow. the country. And uh, within our county, we were number one. Wow. That was way, way back 1996. And for those who had also neglected us, because when we moved to where we are, where we are, it is same arid area, same arid, very dry. There were no trees and a lot of poverty. And we moved from Edoret where we used to live. And Edoret was a land of like honey, it was, mm. it was um, rain and uh, 
good soil and everything, but we moved there because there was chaos and people used to fight and uh, mm. we felt like God wanted us to go. And so we went there. And then now I also started again, uh, beside having the school, doing so well, we also did so well because I love games, sport, soccer, basketball, karate, only resting because I've never had a trainer. I'm not a wrestler, but <laughs> I was a good boxer a little bit long time ago when I was a young man. But anyway, I embraced these young people because I knew for sure they have talents. And through nurturing their talents, uh, soccer and uh, all the games, karate and so forth, we went on until we became national champion. Wow. National Champion of Kenya. And then we went to East Africa, to Africa. And then now we have also the team going to attend Olympic this year of karate. For That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, they're going on at that level. And God is so gracious because one thing that I've found, anything that has been really put in the name of Jesus Christ, and you do it in the right way, and with humility, humble heart, as well as also faith in Christ, and work hard. There's nothing free. You have to work hard, you have to do so much, and then God will say, yes, my son, come on. Then we'll pass through there. And I've seen that one, and so we're happy this year that we are going to send. Uh, four girls in Olympic. As we talk now, again, we have um, football that we started about five years ago, hmm. but also over 20 years, the kid to play soccer on secondary schools, primary schools level. But four years ago, we started uh, this um, football uh, club for the county. Really? Then we started winning the county, we won all trophies. Then we moved to the national championship. And this was started with the division three, division two, division one. Then we went to national, Kenya National Super League. Mm. So now we are also number three out of 21. That's amazing. And then we aim to go to um, they call it uh, mm -hmm. premium, mm -hmm. that is the final premium up. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we go to premium, that means that we will start now going to Africa and uh, perhaps one day we'll be able to play um, in the world championship, maybe. And I hope uh -huh. God will help us <laughs> because I believe everything is possible. I've never felt like it is not. People are very surprised. And so those are some of the things that we have been able to do. And then on your question is that I started again, uh, what we call sustainability. I believe in also multiplying $2 multiplying by two, it's four. One multiply uh, by one, it remains one. So we can only hard. Hmm. One plus one is equal to two. And that is the method that I use and the, through entrepreneurship, and that spirit, as I did business very well, that was also made by God himself and my family, my wife, praying and moving forward, we have been able to 
be recognized by European Union on growing and exporting of green beans to wow. Europe. And that one we have been doing over the last 20, almost 22, 23 years now. And we are also expanding on the same that um, uh, the chicken uh, as well, because I believe the more we have chicken, the more we have green vegetables for export, we also sell in the surrounding communities. We also donate to the community who are suffering because we do what we call irrigation. Mm. And this irrigation has also enabled us to build greenhouses. About 16 acres, we have, we have only, only the, what you call the greenhouses, 16 acres. And so we have moved far commercial now um, sustainability. And through that, we get out of what we um, we sweat for, and then train people to get um, uh, what we call, um, uh, you know, skills mm -hmm. on farming, small-scale farming. Even if they cannot reach where we are, at least they can earn something for their own families. So this, we we also make um, um, uh, uh, steel. Uh, fabrication of, of uh, buildings, uh, for buildings, doors, we make uh, windows, we make gates, and then we have auto textiles, fabrication of, um, of um, uh, making uniform, school uniform, mm -hmm. and many things. And we have also the college, Muli College, it's for <laughs> training young people about entrepreneurship, business studies, and we also do what we call, not only that, but uh, we do uh, uh, what, what we call making of a uh, few things that uh, really uh, make money and then few young people can acquire uh, skills. So if, in fact, if you have time also, later I can also show you some of this. I, have a, I had prepared something small for you and I can also send it for you as I give to you after we finish also our meeting. That would be incredible, sir. I would be honored. I would love to, to check that out. Thank you so much. Uh, Dr. Molly, it's it's yeah. absolutely, it's unbelievable. I mean, just to hear what Molly Children's family has done. And one of my favorite Bible verses is Matthew 19, 26. It's with mm -hmm. man, this is impossible. With God, all things are possible. And I mean, man. just just to see what what, the work that God has done through you, it's its truly inspiring. And it's your faith. I mean, it, it all comes back to your faith of being willing to take that step and, and trusting God's plan. And it's your faith that has made you unstoppable. Amen. Amen. And um, something else also I like so much, it's to serve God uh, from morning to evening. I don't get tired. I'm a man, of course, it, I get really, of course, tired. But not I cannot compare mm -hmm. with my age mate. I am 72 years old, but uh, that one has never taken me back. I'm still moving forward and become very, very energetic mm -hmm. and because I'm, you know, I'm serving God. And so I would love to do it for many more years to come. Sir, absolutely. And I know you're a very busy man, so I don't want to take up too much more of your time if it's okay with you, sir, 
I have what I call the, the short time questions and in yes, the rest. Sure. And, yes, sir. So I have three final questions. Yeah. And, and the first thing that comes yeah, to your yeah. mind. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay <laughs> sir. Do you have a favorite book or movie, a favorite motivational book or movie? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Mm -hmm. um, the, the movie <laughs> uh, that I like is the, the one Jesus uh, suffered a lot, even though it makes me cry, uh, you know, at the cross. And then he said that uh, um, he has forgiven even that those people will never knew uh, what they were doing. And uh, I like that movie. And um, um, something funny, everybody went before, you know, before I used to uh, see Bond, James. James Bond. Bond. Yes. I <laughs> James so Bond. My, oh, yeah, those years, many years ago, <laughs> and uh, a few others. Then the book, the, um, the only book that I love so much only is only the Bible. Great answer, sir. Next question. Do you have a favorite motivational quote or a Bible verse? Oh, yes. In fact, uh, <clears throat> I have one is from Philippians chapter 4, verse uh, 12 to 13, which says that, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yes, sir. I love it, sir. And final question. What does unstoppable mean to you? Unstoppable? Yes, sir. <laughs> wow. That one. <laughs> I, I am unstoppable. I am that kind of a person who when I... Pray and God shows me this is I need to concentrate with the helping the people, praying for the people because also I uh, God uses me to pray for the people for healing and also not only that but also for other things. Oh, I, I love it, sir. And Dr. Moli, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. It's it's truly been an honor, sir, and uh, and you're a blessing to the world. Thank you for doing God's work. Thank you so much for also for asking questions. And I hope that um, after this, I will send you uh, this, uh, the, this uh, not the slide, but the presentation that I was to do for you so that you can go uh, through whenever you have time. Yes. So I'm going to do that right now. Yes, please, sir. I, I would, I would love you. to look at it. Yes, yeah, thank you. And say hi to your mom. And um, I am so proud about your mom, what she did. and. Uh, you know, took care of you and gave you all the love. That love is reflected in your face, in your life, and all the success. Uh, mom played a big role. But I know it was only God who gave her that power and the strength and the energy and great love. And so thank you, thank you so much. And say hi to your siblings, all of them. I absolutely will, sir. Thank you so much for your time. That is a miracle. We are one family. We are one Kenya. When I remember that, I see the impossible becoming possible.
It was an honor getting to speak with a man who has done so much to give back to help save the lives of so many children. My biggest takeaway from hearing Dr. Moley's story is the power of faith. In spite of his struggles and the negative reality that he lived in for so many years, even though he experienced doubters, people saying that he was crazy for giving all his wealth away for a cause, it was his faith that helped him to persevere through it all. You might be forced to endure your own negative reality at some point. You might have to face the critics and naysayers who say, you're crazy or you're making a mistake. And you might have to experience your own heartbreak or failure. And that, my friends, is when you have to keep the faith. Continue to believe because it's your faith during the darkest of times when everything seems hopeless that makes the difference. It's your faith that makes you unstoppable. That's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Today's episode is brought to you by Safe Streets, the leader in smart home security and automation and America's only ADT authorized provider. Safe Streets will help protect what you value most. To talk to an expert and get a free quote today, call 844-980-SAFE. That's 844-980-7233. The Unstoppable Podcast is a production of Anthony Robles Enterprises, LLC, in partnership with a really good home podcast. I'd like to thank my editor, Laura Batista, producer Katie Pulatunoff, and my senior producer, Andy Frazier. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a great day, and remember... Be unstoppable. Special thank you this episode to Molly Children's Family Canada and Focused on the Family Canada's YouTube channels for the audio clips used from their postings of the official Molly theatrical movie trailer in this episode.